They're, they're going to find me uh, like at my computer a thousand years from now, just, just buried, just <laughs> buried, buried under, buried editing something under Hyperion, just uh, editing a yeah. terrible comedy bit. It's it's not. <laughs> I'm just going to wear a shirt that says "I am Conan O'Brien" for the rest of my life underneath <laughs> other things. So when they find me, they're like, "This was Conan O'Brien." Oh, this guy. This <laughs> Put was him the in a famous tomb. Conan O'Brien. We know nothing about him except for this shirt. <laughs> Okay. Oh man, let's get into it. We'll play a little song here. Yep. Tell me if you like it. Science AF. Science AF. That's me. Science That's AF. me. Science AF. Wow. Science This lady. Science as fuck. Hey, welcome to Science AF. I'm your host, Dave Chacho. Oh, wait, I wrote this whole new intro. God damn it. <laughs> I didn't have it prepared. Because I screwed up the intro so bad last week, I was like, I'm going to write it out this week. And then I just didn't read it. Uh, let's pretend we're just starting. Welcome to Science... I'm not cutting that. Okay. I'm just going to pretend Please. I'm restarting. Welcome to Science AF. I'm your host, sometimes scientist and sometimes comedian, Dave Chacho. And I'm science as fuck. Today, we're going to talk about aerospace. Airplanes, drones, rockets, outer space, uh, 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 drives, uh, uh uh, propellers, whatever we want to get into, mm-hmm. laminar flow, perhaps. All right, uh, get into it. With my guest, uh, comedian, writer, improviser, Winston Carter. Hey, welcome to the show. How's it going? Uh, we just got to talking about like aerospace one day at a party mm-hmm. a few yeah. weeks ago, and we're like, "This is this is a podcast." I was so drunk and so excited to talk <laughs> about planes with someone. I love talking I about like, planes. I was like, "Oh, you want to talk about planes? Okay, all right." That's all I wanted to do yeah. when I was like fifteen. Oh yeah, man. Uh, yeah, that's all uh, I wanted to be. I re- I was like the kid who wanted to say I I would people like, "What do you want to do?" I'd be like, "I want to be an astronaut." But I was saying that until I was 17. Yeah. Like long past when other kids have like, oh no, I have a realistic expectation. <laughs> uh yeah, I'm I'm obsessed with it. I never uh I never had the astronaut I never had the belief that I could be an astronaut because I've always been uh nearsighted. Mm-hmm. Um and and I heard that that just, you know, you had to be in peak physical really? health to be an astronaut. There's been some astronauts who've had glasses, right? For sure. Probably. For sure. But there was this thing that you can't fly. The I heard ship. you can't get in an, in the Air Force and become a test pilot. If yeah, you, if that's you, that. But that's only one. But there's plenty who are just science. It's probably who science changed backgrounds. now. Yeah, that was so. That was for me. That was my goal for years. Was I wanted to fly the Be space a test shuttle? Pilot. Well, I want to fly the oh, space shuttle, which means you have to go into the Air Force or the Navy. You have yeah. to be a military pilot first. You have to be able to fly an F sixteen yeah. first. And I now I'm realizing like, hey, I'm a I'm a heavy set guy. With that, that's adjustable. But I'm also just on the edge of being too tall because yeah, I think yeah. the height limit for those things is like six two. Oh, really? Um, yeah, it's shorter than you think. Uh, most pilots are like five ten. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I I was like, and then also I'm dumb, <laughs> so that so also I was never gonna get to do it. There's um, also yeah. the yeah. dumbness. Yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I was obsessed with it. I have family who worked for NASA, and my dad uh, was in uh, was in the Air Force. So, oh, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad was a Air do? Force Academy graduate, uh-huh. and he was an aeronautical engineer in the Air Force. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. got all of his uh, engineering training through the yep. Air Force program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, yeah he went. What did he do? He did a year of prep school and then did the full the full time in Colorado Springs and then was in for like five or six years after that. He was in when I was born and then but then right after I was born got out. Yeah. Okay. 
Cool. I was an aeronautical engineer as well for the first mm-hmm. two years of college uh, in Illinois. And then, um, so I took a lot of the, uh, you know, uh, um, the math and, and <laughs> all right. I, that's the loudest cat ever. <laughs> she, she doesn't say anything until I turn the podcast rig on. And then she just has so much to say. Uh, she just wants to be yeah. uh, in the industry. I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, is this, are you all recording? Is it my yeah. close-up? Yeah. Um, I, so, yeah, I, I did aerospace for a couple years, took a lot of the classes, then I switched to computer science, mm-hmm. then I started taking improv classes, and it all went to hell. Yeah, and then it ruins everything. <laughs> um, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I loved aerospace engineering and um, it, just aeronautics in general. It's cool, man. Uh, the, the, the design of engines and planes, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. Um, the fact that things could stay up in the air that were war- that weighed tons, uh, I thought it's was awesome. Um, helicopters also. I, I always thought, as a kid, helicopters seemed like the ultimate form of freedom. You can go any direction. Yeah, you can, I agree. They're uh, small. You think also be pretty damn small too, which I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always had this. They idea. scare the shit out of me though. Like I've flown in a couple, and I'm like, I'm not into this. They are scary because it's because I'm so used to oh, you go forward and then you go up, yeah, and then you sit in a helicopter and you just go up, and you're like, what the fuck is this? Even like, I, I started taking um, single engine pilot courses mm-hmm. when I was 18. Okay, and I ended up getting my pilot's license. Oh, cool! But the first time I went up in a Cessna. On a grass airfield, mm-hmm. it was terrifying. Yeah, because you're bouncing around like yeah. crazy, and you get up to like 120. You're really moving on the ground, yeah. and before you take off, and then all of a sudden, uh, as soon as it, as soon as it, uh, the wings, you know, take flight, you 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 lurch up. Yeah, in those little planes, they did they. Uh, That's so cool. Uh, it was terrifying, but I did end up getting my pilot's license, but then I didn't. Uh, 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 keep up with it. So, what is it? Is it every year you have to get recertified? Yeah, or? I think so, or at least fly a certain yeah. number of flights. I'm uh, into that. I I want to. Uh, I really am into generally. I'm into like a- anything that flies. I'm fascinated with. Mm-hmm. So general aviation. I've been watching these fucking nerdy YouTube videos about it. This guy Matt Guthmiller. Are you familiar with this guy? Yeah, actually, I've he's he's I've heard he that flew name. around the world at a very young age by himself. That's like his claim to fame, and now he has a uh, a, a YouTube uh, channel that's so so dull. It is so boring. He is he is not interesting. Like he, I like his videos. I'm not trying to diss him, but he's so fucking boring. He just does. But, but he just travels around. He's like an MIT student now, and he's he like just flies an influencer around. pilot. Yeah, uh, but he did do a very cool. Him and these other two guys did a. The reason why I learned about this guy is he was on these other guys' channel. He helped them. These guys were flying around the world mm. in a Cessna, yeah. and uh, they cross they crossed the Atlantic through the north. So you go up to Greenland, the Greenland to Iceland, Iceland to Scotland, and okay. I'm fascinated. Like they, I was like, because I've flown in planes that small, uh, and I'm like, like, that's insane to fucking think about. Yeah. To 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 take a plane that is essentially the size of like, like a Ford Taurus, smaller than your car, yeah, probably, yeah, really small, and weighs and less. Take it over an ocean, yeah, and then what's crazy? The ocean is, where like yeah. 
the Titanic sank, yeah, and yeah, thousands of people yeah, have it's, it's died unreal. over different years. And then they make it through the Pacific, and the Pacific shit's unreal. <laughs> like, the, like you're like, oh my god, this. I, I honestly, that's the other side of like uh, why I probably never could be an astronaut now is I have claustrophobia. That's set on as an adult. And really? I'm like, no, I can't. Like, I even a little occasionally will freak out on planes, but especially small planes like that. Nah, not for like 10 hours or whatever that you'd have to be on. Oh, that. yeah. That'd be horrific. Be Just the thought of being up there and only seeing ocean in all directions yeah. is, is terrifying to me. Oh, these dudes ran out of their fuel. So these guys who were crossing the Pacific, they're you're essentially island hopping, right? Yep. And they got to a spot. Uh, they were on one of their island hops and they have like they've essentially it's a three it's like a three there's three rows of seats and they've taken the last row of seats and create like put a huge extra fuel tank in there for the flight and they had to hand pump it like they have to like switch it and mm -hmm. they have this hand pump and their hand pump breaks oh, and they're like we are too far to turn around <laughs> right so he's like i think i have epoxy in my bag and fixes the pump i hope but you're like if you can fix the pump you that's it <laughs> Either, either I have some glue, or yeah, we're dead. Or we're, or we're dead. It was crazy. That's an interesting point in life. Yeah. When you get to the award, we either either there's glue or we're dead. Yeah, point. Man. I'm fascinated. We all get there at some point. I hope so. Um, I wanted to when I was a kid. I, I used to order away for these, uh, usually for five or ten bucks, blueprints for your own for like the build at home the kit kit planes kit helicopters oh, and cool. planes yeah um and people do make kit planes most kit helicopters don't they're so fucking dangerous I, I, i've never heard of a kit helicopter working very well so i wouldn't recommend it but i had plans for like, like a little kit plane like i had i literally got plans for a backpack helicopter that had a big <laughs> rotor there's no way that it so was within horrifying. my means to make no. or like assemble all of the pieces needed and of course you know the blades would have to be perfectly balanced yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lot of engineering <sighs> i'm just um, thinking more your balance when you like because you have to also be in very good control Ugh. yeah sounds like a nightmare it sounds terrifying um i think everyone who ever made one of those is dead now. yeah for sure for uh, sure but uh, uh, there are kit planes. We, we used to mm -hmm. go up to Oshkosh, Wisconsin okay. with my parents, and that's the, like, um, a huge what's it called? There's a huge amount of general the, aviation the, there, right? There's, like, a big uh, air show there, right? Yeah, right? the Oshkosh Air Show, the... Um, yeah. It's, like, a builder... Yeah. Uh, it's, like, a... It's like a gen it's like, so, general aviation, for those who don't know, is, like, when people buy a plane and fly it. Like, uh -huh. it's, like, right? Right? Because that's, like... Like, if you have your private pilot's license, you're part of general aviation. So that's what that is. Right. right. Oshkosh okay. is like a big GA kind of like we're all hanging out and we all like to fly our planes together. It's called it's now it didn't used to be the EAA Air Venture Air Oshkosh. Oh, the EAA is um what is that is like the governing for? body? Cuz see we Experimental had... Aircraft Association. Oh, that's cool. what I was looking for. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, these exper they're they're called experimental aircraft. People do make these in their garage. Um so you can see some crazy, like, small planes mm -hmm. that are, like, you know, back then in the 90s, uh, most of them looked like planes. They, they would be sort of like drones today, yeah. probably. I'm sure people are making their own homemade uh, one-passenger drones. I'm sure, man. Like, it's, that whole world's so cool. I That's one of the few things I do wish I had, like, enough space to build stuff, because I like working with my, my dad was, like, an aeronautical engineer, but also a, he was a car mechanic like for extra money 
So we would always have like an engine lifter in our garage and all that, and like mm. every tool you'd ever need. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm always like, man, it'd be cool if I had that. But also, I'm like, if I got it all, I'd use it twice. <laughs> like you right. know, and I'd be like, oh, I gotta, I gotta go do an improv show tonight. I can't, <laughs> can't do this right now. I did take an aircraft mechanics uh, a course mm-hmm. once, uh, just for fun, and uh, turns out I haven't used it once. <laughs> Never had to uh, tune up a. Really? So, so that was a uh, career path. Uh, are we getting too much into GA? Do we have other stuff to talk about? We have plenty of to talk about, but let's, yeah, uh, let's keep, it going. keep going. All right. I uh, So I had to make a call when I, oh, what the fuck? I think I was a sophomore in high school, sophomore, junior. There was a, like a, at our community college, there was a program where you'd essentially go. Uh, I would have gone to my normal school for half a day and then to this program and then done the program for two half years and then one year after, and then would have left with my mechanics license, with my aircraft mechanics license, Mm -hmm. which at the time I went, oh, well, that'll delay me a year for college, and I'll miss out on all that, and then, oh, and I had, like, all these, like, whereas now I'm, like, it'd be the best life. If I was an aircraft mechanic, they make such good money. They make good money. You can fucking work anywhere. Like, literally any city in the world, you can just go work there. You can Uh show up and be like, hey, here's my license, and they'd be like, cool, we'll hire you. (laughs) Uh... Oh, I wish a, I had done that. It's it an really, interesting idea. I really, because I'm like that. It's not too late. It's not, and I'm I'm fat because I had friends who did, uh, who graduated as aerospace engineers, and I think one of them went to go work for Saudi Aramco, and he was making like, I think he told me it was like three hundred fifty. This was also a decade ago, like three hundred fifty thousand dollars for six months work. What? Because they were hiring crazy. They were hiring like you. They'd hire you for a six month contract. You'd move there, work there in their planes for six months, and then come home. But he was like, but I'm just going to go do it for two years, which was really one year of work. And then he's mm-hmm. like, and then I'll go do whatever I want to do with my life because I'll have like $500,000. Holy shit. It's crazy. That's almost worth going back right? to. It's almost worth changing your life. <laughs> going back to that. Uh, but yeah. Wow. Okay. No, I'm um, so into it, man. Uh, if anybody love, uh, hears this and goes to get their mechanics, uh, aircraft yeah. mechanics degree, yeah. let us know how it turns out for you. it's great. Also, send us some money because we're really yeah. responsible yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for you uh, for, for your, your success, your boon. But I'm, I'm obsessed with all of it, dude. Like, I'm I. This is uh, only in the past, maybe two years have I realized. Like, I've I tracked back my so my dad worked for American Airlines, okay. which their maintenance hub is in Tulsa, Oklahoma, which is where I grew up, and then uh, I. Like, so I grew up going to like the maintenance sides of airports and having like these very different views of all this of air, and like traveling with him would be like flying standby, which means you're like at that time it was waiting in a weird room for mm-hmm. someone to call your name, which was like very fascinating. Like, cause like they used to all so do it. So it's like it, flying as if you were a, a respected person that's Ka- treated well. Well, Ka- no, very, no, very no? much. Yeah. So if you, okay. So now if you work for an airline and you want to fly standby. It's all online, and you go on there, and then the, it's just if they have extra seats, right? Yeah. At the time, this was before the advent of the internet, when you wanted to fly standby, you would make a reservation, you'd put your name on the list for standby, you would go to the airport, they would have like essentially like a room that was full of everyone flying standby, like it was just a closed oh, just off like a gateway to the room. Yeah. 
And you, yeah, it's like it's very much like a cattle like call a casting, cri- like a casting call. And yeah. they and they go and then they'll just call your name, and then you're like, okay, I guess I'm going where I want to go this week, <laughs> or wherever it's they insane. decide to take me. Yeah, it's in, and like sometimes they'd be like, well, we can get you there, but we have to we have to get you to Dallas, or we have to get you to wherever first, and then you'll connect. Oh wow, it's in, it was crazy. Did they ever say, you know, if you fly to Dallas, you'll have a better chance of getting to that. New York? Yep. So so you should go. Yeah, because they because like because with like especially at the time uh, hub to hub air travel was so important so like we were in tulsa so then usually what would happen is we would like my we would i think they would be like we're almost positive you get to dallas we'll put you on the next flight and usually they would ticket you all the way through mm-hmm. but like at the time standby tickets looked different they had all these weird carbon copy things they were very different it was cool it wow. was like a very fascinating but also like you're like oh everyone in here is flying for free so of course they're willing to deal with this bullshit because they're not spending five hundred dollars to go wherever they want to go yeah um yeah it was weird. Uh, now, but I'm putting that all together. Like, oh, I love airports. Like, I'm so happy when I get to an airport. Unlike oh, anyone really? else, everyone's depressed. I'm so stoked. Like the whole process. I love playing. I love seeing passenger airliners. I think they're the most incredible. Like jets. Like fighter jets are cool. We all agree. They go fast. Mm-hmm. They do cool shit. But airliners carry like hundreds of fucking people through the sky. That's mm-hmm. an ama- they make food on them. Like it's if you think about <laughs> all the things amazing. these things do. Yeah. Like like if you think of like a Greyhound bus as a restroom, we're all kind of like, oh, that's smart. These things have like twenty restrooms. Mm-hmm. They have crew rest areas where people can sleep. They carry all of your luggage underneath. They like there's so many little things they have to do to keep that many people alive at that altitude and speed is unreal. Yeah. And I'm fascinated by it. I love it. And you can fly across the country in you can fucking six fly like, hours. You can fly like, for that, that's, for, we don't really appreciate how amazing, like. That's pretty amazing. Like, I flew to London a couple years ago, and I got on, and it was a late flight. It was, like, left at, like, nine or something. Mm-hmm. And I fell asleep. I've become very good about falling asleep on planes. Mm-hmm. Fell asleep, woke up. I was Here's in fucking London. London. <laughs> I was like. I that's unreal. <laughs> I fell asleep and in the amount of time I slept, which is not comfortable sleep, no. I woke up and was on another continent. Yeah. I had crossed two continents and an ocean. It's unreal. It's pretty amazing. Uh, fucking it's the best. I'm so fascinated by it. I love it. Okay. And we haven't even gotten into the science of this shit, dog. Yeah. <laughs> this this episode has already paid for itself. <laughs> But let's talk about uh, general science first before we get too far into mm-hmm. aerospace. Um, the the big hot news everyone's talking about, yeah. <laughs> the coronavirus, uh, COVID-19, um, getting worse. I keep saying every week, don't don't panic. It, it's kind of starting to turn into time. Not, not panic, but uh, when you should start actually changing your... Your habits. your habits a little bit. The chances of you getting the coronavirus is still extremely low. It's mm-hmm. like um, there's been, let's see, and the, the U.S. has seen 400 cases That's and nothing. four deaths, 400 out of 350 million, almost yeah. 400 million people. It's nothing. Uh, it's a million to one chance. So don't freak out. Uh, I know that, you know, people are stocking up in supplies. That's fine, but don't go crazy. A friend of mine told me he was washing his hands so much they were raw. Don't do that. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You're not supposed to like actually hurt That's yourself. That's worse for you. Yeah. Because now um, you have open sores you have on your hands. Now you have raw hands. And that's probably um, way worse. Uh, but you should wash your hands. Uh, 20 seconds. R- r- thoroughly. A reasonable amount of t- uh, times a day 
for 20 I still don't do it for 20 seconds. That's a long time. I do time. it for a long time. I just don't, I think most people don't do it thoroughly. People like t- splash their hands with water. I'm like, no, you actually need to like reach I, in there and scrub them. Inst- I used to splash my hands with water. Now I kind of soap them up and yeah, actually okay, roam around a little bit. Um, I've heard the tip. You're supposed to sing happy birthday twice mm-hmm. when you're, when you're washing your hands. Um, that seems fine. You know, um, generally, uh, 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 maybe, maybe what, one good thing that could come out of this, if, if we can stop uh, uh, shaking hands with everybody all the time and, and move to fist bumps <laughs> or I elbow bumps. Which shook your hand when I Which we both did uh, just out of... You were no, trying it's fine. not to. No, it's fine. I, th- I put my hand out. I think we both did just out of habit. Um but uh, I, w- I would rather move to a fist bump equan- economy. I want to switch to uh, licking each other, the tips of each other's noses. <laughs> licking noses, <laughs> like a, like a, like a gro- like a French Eskimo kiss. Yeah, <laughs> would you just lean into do. it and be like, <laughs> yeah. As soon as one human has it, everybody's going to everyone. Have it. Let's just go for it. <laughs> uh, um, it's it, terrifying though, man. Yeah, it is a little scary because. The death rate of uh, uh, coronavirus is about the same as the Spanish flu epidemic of oh, exactly a hundred years ago, which which killed about I read today two two point five percent of the people that got it, and uh, over fifty million people in the world. Um, that's a lot, and this one that we don't have any uh, uh, cure or uh, um, immune. It uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Antibodies? Uh, uh, shots, injections, oh, vaccines. Uh, uh, vaccines for it yet. Um, Are those things that aren't real? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> definitely still vaccine. You should still definitely vaccinate yeah. yourself and your family, but um, we don't have any vaccine for this. So worst case, if, I thought it was going to peter out like Ebola did. Well, Ebola didn't peter out. They very successfully contained it. Yeah. The reason this isn't, being contained there's a few reasons one it's not as deadly as ebola mm-hmm. ebola was more easily contained because as soon as somebody got it's it you knew immediately yeah. it was very serious this one seems to be gestating a little bit like you could have it um for two weeks before you know you have it you can it. also re-get it <clears throat> which is a fucking nightmare you can re-get it yeah i didn't know that it's not a, they have one I, th- I read one confirmed case of like someone had it and then didn't but they're also like maybe it's just because the way they test that you have it, like they they might have been over it, and they test by like stuff off the back of your throat, and they're like maybe that test didn't have any, but they had not actually beaten it. Maybe it was still there. Yeah. Um, Fucking nightmare. Yeah, that would be terrible if you could still get it every year, and it was a two yeah. percent chance you're gonna die every time. Um, I've got so. a personal anecdote that relates to COVID. If you want to hear it. Okay. So I had a. This is a. So a close. I went to China last year. Uh, to, Wuhan? To, I, no, I went to Beijing to rescue dogs, and uh-huh. then old. This is, I'm giving backstory that doesn't need to be given. Uh, a friend of mine, a girl who I'd known in college quite well, but had fallen out of touch with, had messaged me and like, "Hey, you're you're in China. That's so cool. I'm going. She's moving there to teach English. Uh, so she's there for the year. We remain in contact. And then I message her like when I see this stuff start happening, like, "Hey, what's up? How are you doing?" And she's like, "I'm sick." And I was like, "Oh no." Oh. Uh, this was in early January. Yeah. Uh, and she basically, so I was like in pretty constant contact with her. She like, I, so I, I basically documented and she was supposed to come stay with me. And I was like, I'm booking you a hotel room. <laughs> um, she got, she, she got she, the, the coronavirus. She did not have the coronavirus, oh, okay. luckily, as far as she knows. 
there was also, I mean, there's also been a terrible flu this year anyway. Yeah. So she's pretty sure she had that. But then for her argument, she was like, I don't know. It might just be the pollution. Because, like, everyone who moves here gets yeah. sick anyway. Because you're also, just inhaling garbage all the time. The, the fucking CDC <laughs> only lists on its website three symptoms. Mm-hmm. One is cough. The other is shortness of breath. Yeah. That could be anything. Yeah. People cough all the fucking time. And if you live in a city... You're short of breath. You, you might be short yeah. of breath uh, often. Um, the other one is fever. That's the one to take most seriously if you have a fever. But you're still you're mu- you're much more likely to uh, get a flu than the coronavirus right now. Um, but you know, be on the lookout. And uh, also, things don't bode well for the U.S. because there's no free test for it. I've heard of people getting Cal- charged thousands of dollars. California just forced insurers to uh, waive fees for it. I okay. See that. Gavin Newsom dic- like basically made like a proclamation or whatever governors can do uh-huh. to basically say like, all right, you guys have to be giving people this test. We're not <laughs> playing around here. Uh, I call governor's law. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's good. Although. Uh, a lot of people still don't have health insurance, but yeah. um, no, we live in a health. That's this is uh, why. That's the problem of living in a uh, a right wing <laughs> uh, dystopia. Zootopia. <laughs> Zootopia. Uh, this thing. I'm. I. We. I'm gonna be honest. We bought. I did load up on like a week's worth of stuff, like mm-hmm. cans of beans. Bought that's some more bad. rice. Got some frozen veggies. And like ramen and so like very basic stuff, but also with the mindset of these are things I should have for an earthquake. These are, there's a yeah. number of things you should have. I should that have enough food. The anyway. number of people I know who are like I'm like if you run out if you can't order Postmates tonight, do you go hungry tonight? And the answer is yes. Oh is yeah, not good. That's not a good idea. Yeah, it's seriously like um, you should have some food and, and water stashed away yeah. in your house no matter where you live. Um. My, my dad sent me this uh, a bucket of military rations oh, nice. a couple years ago, and it's just sitting down in a closet, and I just know it's there That's if perfect. the zombies start yeah. taking over. Hey, man, um, this is this is such a... Uh, God damn, this thing's a bummer. <laughs> you read World War Z? Ever? It is. I have not read it. I watched the Brad the movie. Pitt movie. You should read it, because it's worth noting that uh, Max Brooks, who wrote it, it's World War Z is one of my favorite books. It's a really good example of you if you just replace uh, zombies with SARS, mm-hmm. then that book still makes sense and is the same. Oh, okay. And he also now like teaches and speaks at military academies because of the books, like because of the way the book talks about how it affects like everyday life and how like we deal with it is pretty accurate. Interesting. Um, it's deeply upsetting though. Because then you're like, oh, cool. And now I'm like, oh, we're living in that. <laughs> great, great, great. That, you mean the thing that's happening now? <laughs> How uh, would, uh, SARS was in 2003. Yeah. How many people died of that? It was like 800, but it was also like, it was 25% of the people who got it or something. It was The, nut, the rate was really high. I yeah. remember that. Um, and then there was that's, also ERS, which is like, I think the Eastern Sahara one. Oh, MERS? MERS, yeah. yeah MERS, MERS, MERS. Um, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but the 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 thing is, the scary thing is, less deadly diseases do better. Yeah. In uh, better in from the diseases perspective, be, spread because they spread more easily uh, uh, when they're less deadly because obviously yeah. the people aren't 
dying from it. So this one, uh, it's it not might over. be in that sweet spot. It's in that. Um, the scary thing is the uh, uh, the Spanish flu almost died out in April, and then came right back, and then came roaring yep. back and killed yep. millions of people yep. in the fall. That was uh, so that that could be scary. It's like, oh, the heat's gonna kill it. And I'm like, no, if these things don't. Yeah, go including away. our stupid, stupid leaders. Um, I've just been have just been willing it away, like nothing's mm-hmm. happening, and uh, not allocating federal funds or help um, because they're terrible old rich people yeah. who don't give a shit if we die. Um, one of the another positive might be that. Uh, children seem to be less susceptible, yeah. um, and and old boomers more so. So, yeah. that's really <laughs> all you old boomers that have been voting right wing for my, twenty this years. <laughs> uh, this could be your reckoning. I only I have a, a relatively immunosuppressed mother, and I'm a little worried about that. But that's the, mm. everyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm like, guys, we're fine. You get it. It'll suck, but also you'll have to stay home from work for two weeks, and you'll like it'll be a nightmare, but you'll deal with it. If you're a young adult, um, you're probably in, in normal you're health, not, yeah. you'll probably be okay. It'll probably be like a bad flu. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some, not even that bad of a flu. Take it seriously, though. But It, uh, it is dumb that they brought planes pe- full of these people back, but whatever. Uh, and now there's a whole uh, boatload of people off the coast of L.A. Yep. that can't come back uh, <sighs> to land. What, what a nightmare that would be. Well, did you see that? Do you, I'm assuming like the Japan numbers are, I think it's like 800 people in Japan have it. 600 are from that one ship where they're like, we shouldn't have quarantined the ship. Because they quarantined oh. that ship in uh, Yokohama Harbor because so it had every, 29 people. Basically, and that's then, just saying everybody on yeah. that ship has to get it. Yeah, yeah. And then they, I think they ended up with 600 people having it. And it's like, oh my God. Oh boy. Yeah. And all, but it's worth noting, these numbers are still tiny. A hundred thousand. Yeah. If you went to compared to the town, general population, yeah, a town of a hundred thousand people is a small town, in in one country. It is nothing in the sense of the world. Hmm. Are these numbers accurate? <laughs> That's my real question. Are they accurate? Let's get into it, man. Uh, who knows? Is Iran reporting properly? I don't know, man. That yeah, that's the other scary thing is is politicians pretending they don't have it, which happened in Italy, in Iran, or maybe just Iran. It was Uh, Iran. That's Um, so insane. The fact that there's video of him coughing while telling people that it's so insane. Um, (laughs) yeah, politicians are generally in denial and more ready to lie. Uh, If you need a reminder to wash your hands, watch the movie Contagion. Once a day for the next couple months. <laughs> I haven't months. seen that. You haven't? No. It's about this. Okay. It is this, what's happening to us, except it's more deadly. But it's literally what's happening. Interesting. Okay, well. Uh, <laughs> that is, no, go home and go to sleep. There's the COVID update. Well, the, the update is, uh, as of uh, this recording, which is probably four or five days before I release, it's uh, 3,500 deaths worldwide 105,000 cases it's not a lot the only problem is see like two percent death rate seems like a low number but it's still but if high. it gets into the general population yeah. which means two percent of a billion everyone's 20 million like everyone's had the flu that right everyone i know has had the flu at one point so if it comes to a point a year from now where everyone has had the coronavirus that means what did you just say? Two percent of yeah, two percent of, of seven billion, billion? Is, of one billion is twenty million. Right, Holy times seven. Shit, that's upsetting. That's one hundred and forty million. 
worldwide. <laughs> if it makes, if it gets out into the open and it goes around the world, that's 140 million. It's also just, that we can expect to die. It's scary to think of like two out of every hundred people you know, mm. which is a lot of people. That's true. Like, uh, ugh. yeah, Fuck. I've got several thousand Facebook friends. So two yeah. percent of them dying would be more than I like. Yeah. Um, I just want like three or four of them to die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, there you go. Um, it does, it's almost uh, this is dark. I'm going to let mm-hmm. you know. It's almost kind of like the Olympics, though, in that like there's another thing to talk about with people you don't know. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like when the Olympics are going on, you're like, oh, the team's doing, U.S. is doing good, right? Yeah. This is like, everyone's got like a very grim elevator pitch to each other of like, so what's up? Uh, coronavirus? What's going on with that? <laughs> like, it's so weird, but. Yeah. Ugh. And, you know, like everybody at the, you know, that you, strangers you run into at the grocery mm-hmm. store are making yep. like jokes about it. They oh, don't, don't want to have that. The uh, NBA sent out a uh, alert that they might that they might play game be for players to be prepared to play games to no fans. Oh that they God. might have to that they are considering keeping games going in in a tank any. of Purell. <sighs> oh God, um, yeah. Well, to watch uh, South by Southwest was canceled. Yeah, which also, is crazy. Which really sucks, but not necessarily the wrong thing for them to do it's i've been a couple times it's a sweaty co- it's a sweaty festival it's good <laughs> like, i've been there it's great yeah, yeah, yeah. i love it I've, I've been a couple times as well i had a film play there in 2005 what? um but anyway yeah it's movies on demand or i'm like we'll see i'm if it's it's weird to think we're like oh we're maybe gonna have a chance to live through that fucking like we all talk about like what would life be like and what if we live through that well we might we might find out yeah what's weird is to think people in some places on our planet are doing that right now like living through a you're in fucking china right now you are living through those like nightmare scenario apocalyptic yeah yeah. you're in it it's (laughs) it's crazy it's interesting to me how how quickly we uh adapt to new yeah you just you're just like oh yeah it's cool two weeks and you're like oh just like oh well yeah like uh major music festivals are being canceled Mm -hmm. that's a huge thing and then uh, all of a sudden we're just in this new reality oh yeah large groups of people are not happening anymore yeah i mean this is also forcing people to just like kind of uh it's it's uh, hastening our uh uh, staying home and Mm -hmm. staying away from people sort of uh, trajectory. Seen this is, this is dumb and this is very tangential. Have you ever seen the show Fringe? Fringe. It's, it was a show that Joshua no. Jackson and Anna Torv on Fox. I'm gonna ruin a little bit. A of member it. of it. It was like, no, it was like X Files, basically. Okay. But in the big running, the overarching story, uh, there's like a multiverse, and in another parallel universe to ours, they had a big like this like a second Spanish flu. Hmm. So they have all of their customs are different. Like they don't they don't shake hands at stop signs. They have hand sanitizers to like hit the button to cross the street as a hand sanitizer. They have all these oh, different I small about customs. That. that yeah, all these Recently, little things. Recently, when I was I was you know pressing the yeah. button across the street, I was like, is yeah. this a death? But they when they come over to substance. our side, they see like people out drunkenly like kissing and like hugging, and it's frightening for them. And I'm like, shit, is that a, is that what's oh, happening? Oh no. If I go to the if I go to the pack theater tonight, it's, am I going to be like, oh, these fools? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what was that that Sandra Bullock future movie uh, from Bird the nineties? No, from the nineties where where they were like um, Demolition Man. 
It might have been that. The, nobody had sex. They had virtual yeah, sex. Demolition Man. And then she was, she was like, uh, when when they actually kissed, everybody yeah. thought it was disgusting. And what yeah, are you what are you that's doing? Where we're headed. We're having headed towards <laughs> Demolition Toss on your Man. Oculus Fitcher. Rift and get down, baby. <laughs> yeah, not against it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, it, you know, any if masturbation gets. That good in the future <laughs> that we don't need sex anymore. Yeah, not necessarily yeah. bad. <laughs> we'd be we'd be okay. Okay, more what general oh, news? This um, is depressing. SETI at home is shutting down. Why? And I had this on my computer for yeah. years. Did you have it yeah. too? It, it's this uh, amazing program that uh, would would send out raw data from telescopes to home computers around the world, millions and millions of home computers, um, to basically uh, uh, to, to parallelize a lot of data crunching. And what they're saying is um, they're shutting it down because they crunched the data, now they need to analyze it. <laughs> and oh, they can't use it to analyze it? I don't know. Uh, they, they said it, it takes a lot of coordination to send out all this data to a, a million different places and get it back if i can fucking play online games they can figure this out yeah it right? seems if like I... I don't know why it's just not going to be an ongoing thing you know what i really liked about seti at home uh but i love the concept of it i think it's a great use of i'm like now i'm mad because i haven't used it in years and i'm like damn it it's the best screensaver oh it's really cool it looks cool yeah it looks like 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 you were crunching some data in a movie yeah and i'm like and you are think but like but i'm like they didn't have to make it look like because it doesn't look nerdy cool it doesn't look like oh it's gotta it looks like you're doing something mm -hmm. and i love that you see little yeah little bars of yeah, data going by damn um, i'm real pissed although it, that's just seti for home seti for home is search for extraterrestrial uh, intelligence yeah um SETI is still going to happen, mm -hmm. but this uh, program. And there are other at home. You can do oh, there are? you can do asteroids at home. Oh, I didn't know this. Which uh, crunches numbers on asteroids that are uh, might hit us. That might hit us. <laughs> That's great. Um, and there's other things like um, there's other like distributed number crunchers. How do these not ship with computers? How is this not like an Apple thing where like where yeah, you every have one to. of our things? Not even that you have to, but that it's like like if you go to select your screensaver. There's these options, and that's one of them. Yeah, that should be because it should be, be nice. and like, but if Apple did it, then they'd be like, and you're, it has nothing to do with your personal information. Like, you already trust us with your personal information. This has nothing to do with it. This is just to use your your processor power when you're not using it. Also, I updated my Mac to Catalina or something, mm -hmm. and uh, uh, it stopped working. So, oh, no. like, I don't I don't know what the um, what the future holds for distributed networking. Damn. Um, they're saying, SETI at Home says, we're at the point of diminishing returns. We've analyzed all the data we need for now. It's a lot of work to maintain a distributing processing of data. Does not bode well for their mission statement. We looked at the whole sky <laughs> and we haven't seen anything. <laughs> we haven't seen anything. Uh, we need to regroup. Uh, so, uh, RIP, SETI at Home. Have you ever thought about going to the SETI headquarters up in the Bay? Where's that? It's like it's in um it's oh like outside of San Jose I believe it's like in the South Bay of uh, the San Francisco Bay Area. No, they have a whole headquarters up there. Up there. Didn't I'm, know that. I've I've looked into it because I'm like, but it's so far away from like if you fly in, it's still thirty minute drive south. I'm like, I would have to be driving to the Bay and plan it on the way back. I believe. 
they're an, uh, a private organization, right? I not, believe so. Not government. Is that right? Yeah, they're not government now. No. Uh, SETI. Oh, SETI at home is a usually Berkeley that edu thing. The platform, the Boink software platform. That's what you want to install if you want to do distributed networking Boink. in your free time. Perfect. Boink software from Berkeley. Um, but I think SETI is just uh, the SETI Institute mm-hmm. is private, I believe. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, They're doing good work. Hopefully they find something. Astronomers detected the biggest explosion in the history of the universe, as far as we know. This is just a... They found a big bubble of empty space near a black hole, and they were like, oh, something was falling into the black hole, probably like a big sun or a huge mm-hmm. binary system or something, and it exploded the fuck out of the whole galaxy. Holy and so shit. there's just like this... It's like a cavitation this hole This gigantic... Exactly. This Holy shit. In the, in the um, Ophiuchus or Ophiuchus galaxy cluster, that's the... Um, uh, Ophiuchus is the the uh, the sign. They what is it with the star sign the, that they added? Oh, really? Oh, it's like the thirteenth one or whatever. The thirteenth sign that they added like fifteen years ago. So whatever the Ophiuchus uh, galaxy cluster has a giant hole blown in it from a from a black hole. That's cool. That's all. Good stuff. That is okay. Let's let's start talking about aerospace. Um, this isn't too exciting. UK team wins an engineering award for a wing that cuts down on emissions. Basically, what they're saying is it's light. They okay. made a super light carbon fiber wing that will cut down on emissions because uh, it'll need less fuel. That's good. Belfast. I'm carbon fiber. I'm not completely sold on it as a as a thing for use in airframes yeah uh here's the the upsetting part of having a father who works in the aerospace industry Mm -hmm. is that occasionally i'll get a phone call and it will will, hey son how you doing i'm good i'm good i'm good i mean my dad are close but we're not that we're not that close Uh and he'll be like um and he knows i travel a lot and he's like so you might want to stay away from this plane. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Oh. And he'll go, don't, if you're flying, or like, or when I tell him I'm going on a trip, he'll be like, tell me what planes you're flying. Yeah. Because he's, he did works. Did you say that, can you, hmm? we can cut this if we need to, but did he warn you about the. He told me, yeah, the about the 7, 737 MAX. 37 yeah. MAX. He didn't warn me. He, what happened is, I, I think I can, I don't think he, he can't get in trouble for this. Uh. He told me essentially after the first one went down, he was like, "This is what this is. Is it this? It's this problem with this with this uh, with its autopilot and the fact that you can't." And people knew it. He was like, "He was like, yeah, everyone knows that." And then another one went down. He's like, "Yeah, and we everyone was telling them it's going to keep fucking happening because it's a, it's it's like if Yikes. your car's cruise control would kick on automatically to mm-hmm. think it's saving you." But also, you didn't know how to turn it off. And drive you into is the essentially wall. what it was. Isn't that what Lexuses were doing like Basically. 10, 15 yeah. years ago? But Lexuses don't hold 300 souls. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I like. I always like how they refer to people on planes as souls. I think it's the funniest <laughs> thing. Uh, we're all very technical, but there were 164 souls on board. Yeah. <laughs> it's so no weird. P- no it's people, so just weird. souls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this plane was full of clones, so <laughs> no one died. Um,. Yeah, he did warn me essentially about that, and he's also—I mean, there's some there's some stuff he's told me about 
uh, that I can't talk about, but um, like with other industries uh, having issues, uh, they're all maintenance. But like the the reason why carbon fiber worries me is like so you were you did two years of aerospace. Yeah, yeah. You you're aware that like it's not time flying. It's it's amount of pressurizations that matter on on commercial aircraft. Like it's how many times do you pressurize the cabin? Oh, because that causes stress that fractures. That causes the most strain and yeah. stress on the yeah. fuselage. So, so that's why, like, you might see a twenty-year-old plane flying to London. That plane only flies two flights a day, but a seven thirty-seven or something flies fucking four flights a day. So it's getting pressurized and depressurized constantly. Okay. Um, and metal is more. Uh, I think it's a little more porous. It like the, bends uh, a little more with. Yeah, it. bendable. Yeah. It, 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 whereas carbon fiber so is very rigid. Yeah. Um, one thing is like in accidents, like it, it, in um, uh, if if something hits a metal wing, mm-hmm. it generally dents. Yeah. If something hits a carbon fiber it shatters, wing, right? it shatters, uh, and so. They're very brittle, although also, they're so light. Is it flexible? Because wings are also hugely like. Yeah. I was talking to someone yesterday who was terrified I've, of flying, and I was like, mm-hmm. "Go watch a stress test for a wing," and because they were like, "I don't like turbulence." I'm like, "Watch a stress test and realize how far those wings can bend before they break." It's unbelievable. Yeah. They're like almost at ninety. Like they can flex. Like it's like forty-five degrees up. It's a lot. Yeah. And then and then they fail, and I'm like, "You're fine." They're, they're designed to be able to, uh, you know, to bend way further than they have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this worries, this whole idea... Of carbon fiber wings? Yeah. I, I worked with carbon fiber. I was on a team in college. We, we never succeeded, but we were trying to make a, uh, a human-powered helicopter. Oh, I've seen these. This is a big competition there. There's like the, teams all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think anybody's. I don't. I, there's one that did it because they did. Maybe like somebody a, did it with it like. They did like a bike thing, and it was with uh, like like 50 rotors attached yeah. attached to like mm-hmm. pedals. Yeah. Well we we had one big rotor attached mm-hmm. to a pedals and we made it out of carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. It was kind of cool cuz we were we had these like I got to learn how to make carbon fiber. It's it's like a fabric yeah, that Yeah, and then you epoxy it that basically, you epoxy right? down yeah. and when it dries uh it's super strong and and light. Um but also uh, uh, uh brittle. Yeah. Um so I don't know that's if, a cool idea. If this and is the future, but this uh, team from uh, Belfast won a, an award. Um, it is deeply, uh, f- like, all this, like, air, like, flight in general is super ungreen. Like, it's really bad for the environment. Mm. So anything True. to help that out is good. That's why, like, um, I, I had such mixed feelings when I flew Frontier Airlines because they... They use, they claim to use the least amount of fuel of any airline, uh, per flight, or really? f- per person, because so they've the taken plane. out the comfortable seats yeah. and replaced them with like steel rods covered in fabric, yep. so you feel like you're, uh, you're 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 in a cargo plane in, uh, you know, the Korean War or yeah. something. Um, so it's very uncomfortable, but they they save some fuel. I'm waiting for. And they're slowly getting to this, and it's. I get that it's. If the plane fails, it's harder to evacuate. But every time I'm on a plane, especially a long flight, I'm like, if you just replace these three seats with like three life flat, like three beds, bunk beds stacked on top of each other, 
we'd all be fucking happy. <laughs> like we'd all be way more stoked. Like if you were like, well, you can never sit, you can, or you could have like a little seating area if you want to sit down for a little bit instead of lay down. But I think people in general would be like, this is great. I could lay down. Fantastic. Oh, if they just took out a couple seats and let you actually put your seat back, uh, uh, you know, nice. further than an inch. There's a that'd be nice. New Zealand Air is actually rent making a rentable. Like six, six, they're removing seats and putting in like six bunk beds basically, mm. where you can basically reserve them for an extra fee for part of the flight. So if you're on a long flight, you could be like sitting in your seat and be like, in the middle for four hours, I could go sleep on this bed and then I'll come back to my seat, mm-hmm. which is not a bad idea, but just get rid of seats altogether. Yeah. And then in a, in a crash, have them all eject out the side. <laughs> like something cool. <laughs> let's do something cool. Like let's put some explosives in there. Yeah, just like little sleeping pods. Yeah, that just and then like just ejects and it has a little parachute. It flies out. If oh, one of those parachutes actually. fails, you've only lost one person, <laughs> and then everyone else is fine. That's kind of a great idea. Yeah. They, if all the, the rows just shot out the side with It'd a parachute great, man. and a little floaty. It'd be so fun. It'd be like the fifth element or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what is this cool thing? Um, NASA's about to start building the X-59 mm. quiet supersonic aircraft. It, it it does sound a little suspicious when they're building spy planes to be extra quiet. Yeah. But the idea is it's supposed to fly hypersonic. Um, no, no boom? Hypersonic means more than five times the speed of sound, um, which, which um, most planes don't do. Even supersonic planes like the uh, Concorde would mm-hmm. go like two or three times the speed of yeah. sound. Um, so they're trying to reduce this t- the sonic boom. So the X-59, if you want to check out a picture of it, it looks like a, a lawn dart. Is this, is this piloted? This is a head. That's the contract, That's a person's right? head. So the nose is just fucking huge. So just the nose cone is it's like, like half. 40 feet long. God damn. Um, it's cool looking. And then is it a ramjet or what are we talking scramjet. about? A scramjet. Okay, yeah. cool. Which is... so. What's the difference? Ramjet is there's no propellers, like there's no right. there's no fins because the intake because the intake just happens. Yeah. And then what's a scramjet? Ramjet are cool. So it like the um, the Blackhawk yeah. plane is a scram. No, no, well, n- not black. Blackbird. Uh, SR seventy one yeah. Blackbird uh, was a was a scramjet. So it can do both. Um, right. Yeah. So okay. at lower speeds, it has a standard a little turbine intake. to get up the speed. When it gets up to speed, the turbine, turbine is off. not used at all, yeah. and just the, the speed of the air coming the air in the front, yeah. and then they burn some fuel, and then they, the the uh, the nozzle uh, uh, compresses yeah. down to a to a yeah. small area, and what that does is, uh, uh, you know, speed it yeah. speeds up it the flow. It essentially makes an whole, the entire engine an afterburner, right? Yeah. Okay. Basically. Um, it was a cool plane. This is the next generation, the X-59. That's cool. The idea is they're trying to um, minimize sonic boom uh, so nobody knows it's flying over and Fair taking enough. pictures of them. Sonic booms, by the way, I never understood until I went to college. I always thought that when a plane got to the sound barrier, mm-hmm. it made a boom and kept going. Mm-hmm. But that It's always. It, it's constant. Yeah. When you get to Mach 1 and above, a cone forms around the front of the plane and it goes backwards. And when that cone hit, if the flame, plane flies over you, when that cone hits you, you hear the boom. Yeah. So when it's flying across the country, it's constantly booming yeah. every time it flies which over is something, which is awesome. Yeah, I, I heard uh, a couple Air Force planes when I was a kid fly over my town 
and uh, they're loud. Everybody heard it, and yeah. nobody knew what it was. It was in the paper the next day. That boom you heard yeah. was was Air Force. They had a there was a bunch of mysterious ones over L.A. Uh, in the nineties. Oh yeah, the, the rumor is they were testing out uh, a drone, a hypersonic drone. Oh, and, but because like because you have that's Maybe. the weird thing about L.A. is like we have Edwards Air Force Base up north, mm-hmm. which is like very secretive. We're not that far from. This is sounds, but this is where they they do stuff at Area Fifty One. They do mm-hmm. like top Groom, secret Groom, research, Groom Lake, yeah, Groom Lake, and then we're also near Vandenberg Air Force Base, mm-hmm. which is like essentially the Air Force's way to put stuff that they don't want us to know about into this into space. Yeah, so it's all in this very limited area near can, the second biggest city. Every in the once in a while, from here, you can see, mm-hmm. uh, and and people think it's UFOs. Yeah. It, uh, a, a big st- like uh, a stream of yep. colorful clouds going all the way up mm-hmm. to the the. So it's usually, space. It's, it's like usually SpaceX, right? Is like a lot of them. A lot of them uh, are SpaceX. Uh, Vandenberg, I think, is yeah. some, some of them for Vandenberg. Yeah. Well, because uh, Vandenberg, the SpaceX launches out of Vandenberg. Oh, they do. Yeah. yeah. Um, Vandenberg. Uh, there's a observation area near there because I've looked into going because it's if you're ever driving north from LA on the one on the very famous coast Pacific Coast Highway. Mm-hmm. There's a part of it, once you're north of L.A., it's all along the water, and it's really beautiful, and there's part of it where you have to cut inland. And right. You can't, and that is the You're going space, around yeah. the base, yep. Because it, it's the edge of the... Another rocket news, uh, sort of a sad end, well, not end, but uh, DARPA, which is the... Uh, advanced, advanced Research Projects Agency. Yeah. So it's, the, it's our government. I'm surprised I knew that. <laughs> is that right? Defense... Armed is research, would you say? A defense, advanced research. Advanced. What did I say? Projects, agency. Ah, fuck, man. You ever like say something? You're like, I did. I knew I was nerdy. <laughs> I didn't know I. Yeah. Advanced, yep. Defense, fuck advanced yeah. research, projects, agency. Got <laughs> it. So th- this is uh, our government's way of giving out prize money, basically, to people or more likely organizations that reach certain challenges that they set forth. One was the DARPA launch challenge, which just expired March 3rd, and everyone failed. One one company got very close. Mm -hmm. Um, The challenge was to send a rocket into space and release three CubeSat satellites, so three palm-sized boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, any, if anyone in the country could could release three palm-sized boxes into space and return, they would win $2 million. And if you could do it twice in two weeks, you would win $12 million. Same, same rocket? Same rocket. Mm-hmm. What they want is a reusable rocket that can quickly send shit, shit up, up into space. Which is, like, um, not good. <laughs> I don't want them doing that. Whatever <laughs> well, they're doing, it's not good. Whatever they want it for, it for whatever yeah. nefarious purpose. I can't uh, think of a I can't think of a quick response rocket use that's great. <laughs> <laughs> right. Mostly, it's probably just to send thousands of thousands more yeah, small, yeah. tiny satellites up there, uh, uh, and to watch us or GPS us or whatever. Um, several companies dropped out last year. Virgin's uh, Virgin's uh, Virgin Orbit subsidiary Vox Space, small satellite launcher Vector, both went bankrupt in December 2019. So the only last uh, surviving company was Astra, and they literally uh, scrubbed a launch in Alaska on, on at the last the eleventh hour, the last day of the competition due to some engineering issue. So they spent millions on this thing, 
Uh, they didn't it seems like a win, place to fucking but launch they from. still have a rocket, so um, they're going to keep going. They're not, but the, com- <laughs> the company's not dead, Astra, but they didn't get the prize money. But you get, okay, you can tell me if I'm wrong here. This is their Alaska launch pad. But you get a boost when you're, when you're launching. You get a boost from Earth's rotation, right? A very small one, but noticeable. Um, right? Like a... A height boost, like, like a, a speed boost, boost. like speed a small, boost? like like okay. like a momentum boost. I think you do. I don't know about that. I guess I mean you you get a a, a motion a linear motion change based on the the Earth sort there, of right? like revolving away from you. I guess okay, but what's your point? If you did it in Alaska, you would if, you would, get you would less? for sure get less because it's a yeah. I mean, I guess it doesn't really, because, like, what, Russia's is, like, in the fucking north, too. I guess it doesn't really matter. I always thought, like, there was a significant boost to, to launching. The reason why it was in Florida was it happened to be further south than the most of the rest of the United States. I, don't, I didn't know that. I but then know. it would make, but then we would have just, like, annexed Panama or something if we yeah. really wanted that. So I don't know. Um, I thought it was, but now that I'm saying it, I might be dumb. I'm sure we definitely, the U.S. probably has. You know, islands that are closer that are, to, that are closer to the the equator, but uh, Alaska, I guess, is just um, this. There's not a lot of air there's rural, not a ton. rural enough, and uh, there's not a but lot. The weather's terrible. That's like yeah. I'm like, but they did get scrubbed for. Day. They had uh, some weather delays at the last day of the window. They they almost and at at fifty t minus fifty three seconds. Jesus, they had to shut it down. So there's a new Air Force uh, contest out there, and that is for uh, uh, flying cars, quote unquote, or um, air taxi, or, or much more um, uh, scientifically speaking, uh, electric vertical takeoff and landing machines. So what is this? The Air Force is is basically. It's not offering a money prize, but it's offering cooperation to any company that wants to try to build air taxis and make them work. Okay. Which is cool. There's probably a lot of money. Like, there's probably a pretty good monetary value to that. Yeah. I think it's going to be we, a thing. Uh, do we need this? Do we need air taxis? We have helicopters. Isn't right. that what helicopters are? They're basically helicopters. So what the... F- everyone... It's always like... Like, the image on this is a fucking... Essentially a large drone. There, there's 15... <laughs> at least 15 flying taxi and car companies currently in development right now. And they mostly look like helicopters. Um, That's what I, what make, what separates them from a fucking helicopter? The idea being when they're trying to bring the, the uh, availability to away from the super rich. We don't need that. We to, don't to need commuters. Idiots. Somebody's trying to break the commuter barrier with flying. Build fucking trains. We have oh, trains. Yeah, that would be great. That's what I don't... I mean, we could build, like, you know, maglev, 200-mile-per-hour yeah. trains. You just need a 100-mile. Like, they're always... Every time I see this, someone's like, well, it's so we can really get people in and out. I'm like, oh, you mean, like, a fucking train? Like, <laughs> you mean, like, a train that might not crash into a building? Right. Like, like a train that can't fall out of the sky? <laughs> great, great, great. Oh, but we, if, we have, if we have a fleet of 100 of these flag taxis... Yeah, but... One train! We've been promised... By I mean, movies. I want as much as anyone to be able to go into my garage and press a button and you think the garage door is going to raise and instead the roof splits right. and I fly away. I want that so bad. And you fly downtown and you park in a parking but, space. But people are fucking dumb. And also, right. the last thing we need is a bunch of is more small transit. 
People, the the problem, the reason we haven't had flying cars yet, the technology more or less is there. Yeah. But people are not qualified to run yeah. these things. It's frightening. <sighs> like you it, need you, you need uh, 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 years of training to fly a helicopter yeah. or a jet. Um. So. And in, in, in how much you, you get a couple hours of training to, yeah. to drive a car? And then we say, oh, they'll figure it out. The worst they can do is get in a wreck. But if you get in a wreck right. in the fucking sky, you're all dead. Everyone's dead, including the people Jesus. that are in the office even, that you cl- crashed into. And even then, helicopters still crash into hell. There are helicopters in the world. That has happened in my lifetime. Yeah. That or happened, I think, in Phoenix when I was living there. Crash like, into buildings and mountains shit. It happens. and kill yeah. NBA stars. I mean... Um, this seems like such a fucking. There's one of them I saw that I, they were I trying to do want autonomous. That happened so badly. That's the thing. The, the autonomous thing is the key. Maybe that's I think, it. to this because, like drones, there, there's another uh, story here about drone um, FAA drone rules. Mm. Uh, uh, the idea that drones are going to have to continuously uh, 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 publish their location mm. via some access to the internet. Okay. That way. There theoretically will be a, a whole, you know, Someone online database yeah. of where everything is, and then we can start building apps that can that's cool that track where everything is. That's so that's one key is knowing where they all are, and the other key is making them fly themselves. Yeah, or almost completely fly them. Like the the idea of like you put your finger down on the map It'll and it flies that. there. Yeah. Because yeah, what you're saying, we're just not smart enough we're to not, do it. We're gonna. It's such a bad idea. And even AI right now is barely smart enough to, to do drive it. a car. And that's not. That's only. That's only X and Y and time. Right. You're adding a Z into this. And they still run over pedestrians every once in a while. Um, it, but it's like, the technology is getting better. The AI is getting better. I think we will see autonomous flying cars. Hopefully, before years. we're dead from coronavirus. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll hit just in the last time for the last person to go. Oh, I could have used you. <laughs> um, could have had a flying car. I like that. I, I, I mean, yeah, I don't. I love flying. I just we don't need, we don't need that much stuff flying. I want planes um, to fly. I want helicopters to fly. There's some cool ones out there. Uh, Kitty Hawk has this little plane one with like uh, ten or so rotors. The Velocicopter, the the Volocopter. You might have seen looks like a helicopter except it has 16 tiny rotors rather so than one big one. It deals with so what I like about I was I'm trying to think of like why the fuck do they always, they always just look like helicopters but I'm like well it deals with the problem of torque, right? So it doesn't have this rotational aspect. Like that's why helicopters right. are so dangerous is cuz like because if the, the tail torque. rotor goes you're fucked. Right, right. Um so And it, the reason is yeah. when when you spin one thing in one direction the whole body wants, wants to, to spin the in the other yeah, direction. That's why they have the tail rotor. Um, that's why drones don't have tail rotors, because when you have a, a lot of smaller blades, they counteract each other. Yeah. Are they you counter have some rotating, or are they all going the same direction? It's just not an issue. I think they're... Because on like, on like a two-bladed... two different... On a two-bladed helicopter, they go the opposite direction. Right. Uh, but like on a, a uh, drone, I feel like they all go the same. A Chinook is one of those big helicopters yeah. with two giant blades. They go the opposite direction. On the drone, I think they're all the same, but they're but all because they're, they're on the they're all on opposite sides, sides of each other, so they all cancel each other out. Have you ever seen the powerlifter helicopters? Those are the coolest ones. What are they're those? kind of they look so the new Batwing from Dark Knight Rises looks like almost an inverted one. Mm-hmm. What they are is they are a helicopter, except the rotors are on the sides and they intersect sometimes. And right. so they have double rotors. 
but their body is tiny. And so basically they have the lifting power of a Chinook, but in a very light airframe. Oh, yeah. So they can lift a bunch of other shit. They look insane. Power lifter is what it's called? I think it's called something. It's like a tiny, it's like a dual rotor lifter helicopter. Um, They're insane looking. Cause like, cause like, and the cause the rotors are like at weird axes, and they go. They're they're very dangerous to fly because the rotors can hit each other. They're cool looking though. Oh yeah. Oh no, not well, like that's that. A, that's a no, Chinook. It's at the side. I'll find it. Oh shit. This thing. Okay. This is the aerial crane. That's it. There it is. Is that it? No. That's. Oh yeah, it does have two rotors. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's two it. really close. Isn't that cool? Oh, oh, and they're right next to each other. Yeah. They're fucking cool looking. But there's other ones that are like, that look a little more aggressive. Yeah. But those are, yeah. There's that thing where you, uh, we used to call it poi when you sp- you spin mm-hmm. in, uh, uh, like a, a tennis ball on the end of a string. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can you can mm-hmm. spin them real close yeah. together and interlock it, interlocking. That's what it looks like, yeah. That's exactly uh, what it is. Um, and there's also ro- there's cool. also helicopters that don't have tail rotors. Just the ones that use the there's ones that use these thrust don't. from the turbine. Well, these mm-hmm. don't because they're counterbalancing. Yeah. But there's one that like, if you look at it, the the tail is like hollow and it pushes air from the turbine out there and out a jet to balance it, which is or like out a nozzle. Yeah, basically. yeah, I've seen that. They, um, they use the down, uh, yeah, th- down thrust. Um, but yeah, less. I don't need flying cars, man. There's there's this really cool one called Blackfly that I was watching mm-hmm. yesterday, and it flies with a joystick. It's got two, oh, what look like wings, but each wing has ten rotors on it, and the, it just uh, it looks insane. Looks really fun. Wait 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 wait. And it's wait, got wait, wait, the wait, bottom wait. of it, it is like a little almost what? like a boat, uh, so it this can kind of rock back and forth. Yeah, this thing flies. But like the rotors. Look aren't... up flying car black fly. So the whole wing assembly on the front and the back is movable, but not the individual rotors. Yeah. And it kind of it obviously the wing assembly serves a purpose. It generates lift. So the wings can point up or point forward. So it can hover or, or go forward. That's fucking cool. Looks pretty neat. I like this one thing. because I think this solves the problem. This is like uh, why the, oh, what is the vertical takeoff? What is the marine one? It's, it looks like a plane with two giant propellers that go vertical. Oh. They crashed a ton of them. Osprey? Osprey, yeah. Is one. The Osprey, the reason why the Osprey works and this seems like it's solving the same problem is like helicopters are really bad for long distances, right? Cause they, cause all of their lift is generated the same thing they're creating force through. Right. right. So like, so like they can't, whereas planes go, cause planes, all their lift is generated by a stationary thing. This seems like it's solving that problem mm. in a way I like mm-hmm. where it does have physical wing assemblies, which are really good at creating lift at speed, but then the vertical takeoff of a, that's why yeah. Ospreys are so, are they like them so much cause they can do both. I like the little um, little rolling bottom God, design. Yeah. When it sets down, it looks it like kind a of, boat. It's kind of cute. Kind of s- sets down and it rolls back and forth like a little boat. Uh, it's very organic looking. Yeah. Uh, this is the first one I've Seems seen cool. that I did not hate. Uh, it looks. Fun. You might hate it after I told you who developed it. Here. Larry Page from Google. God damn it. This is his uh, project. A fucking course. Um, I don't hate those guys. They're fine. I don't hate them. I think it's a cool idea. Of rich billionaires, the, they're not the worst. The other one we might see soon, um, Uber. Yeah. Let's see what theirs just looks like a helicopter, more or less. Um, this is a concept picture of it. 
It just looks like a... It's like a big drone. Big drone helicopter. They claim, and nobody ever... Um, nobody ever uh, uh, comes out with their helicopter when they claim to, or I mean their flying car when they claim to, but they claim to have it ready in, by 2023. Uh, in, in L.A., Los Angeles is one of the cities that they're going to pr- uh, test it in. <laughs> so we might see these in the next it's just such a few weird years. Idea for them to be like, you know, what people are really missing flying cars. Yeah, when it's like it's like well, we have Blade. When like it, when, uh, the, when the last time you were in an Uber, did you think uh, this this guy should be flying? Yeah, it'd a plane. be great if this thing was flying. <laughs> it's so weird. Would you say we have? Well, like, no, we already have Blade. So, like, Blade, like, is like the Uber for a plane for air, for uh, helicopters, right? It's like is that right? really pl- really What's prevalent that? in New York. It's essentially like they have a couple. I think there's one on a rooftop and one that's on the Hudson River. Maybe I don't know the New York uh, geographics that well. And it's basically like the rich people's way to get to the JFK. Now is you jump in a Blade and you're at JFK in like 20 minutes. So you basically take an Uber there. Within five minutes of getting there, you can get on. Like they have regularly scheduled flights. So really, so what it's we like need, a very expensive Uber. Yeah, right? but I'm like, what we need is just that. <laughs> like, and in New York, I know they go further. Like, you can get ones to like Mohegan Sun Casino. Like, they go a little further out mm-hmm. too. But I'm like, it's just the, like the like let like give normal people a way to access helicopters instead of flying cars, and you could use infrastructure we already have. Yeah, of helicopters. Um, if yeah, if we can make them. If we can make them cheaper. safe, I'm in. Cheaper and safer. Helicopters are still really expensive. Just and to, they're frightening. Just to run. They're just so scary. Yep. I still love them, but you're right. Um, <laughs> Dubai has been saying they have a, a flying taxi service is going to happen. I don't. Th- I think it might be on a very small uh, level. It's like between two buildings. Already happening. Oh, really? Um, they tested first manned autonomous flying vehicle. I don't know what's happening in Dubai, but they keep saying they're about to debut their yeah. taxi service. So anyway, uh, air flying cars are kind of on the way. We might see something That's like exciting. this soon. That's exciting. That gets me jazzed. I'm stoked. I'm always, I mean, anything new. Um, it does cut out a little what I love about air travel, but uh, but I get it. Um, I like the pro- the process of air travel is very fun for me. Like if you if you close okay, if you go to the air next time you're at the airport, okay. Really look around and realize how weird the plate of a place it is. Like really think In about what it. sense. Like, okay, so if I was like, all right, so I'm writing a sci fi movie, all right, and they're <laughs> gonna have this mode of transport. And the mode of transport is gonna be called uh, uh, a skyport. And at that skyport, there's this long strip of asphalt, right, with weird lights on it. Mm-hmm. And then, so the so the transport lands super fast. It's going super fast. It land when it lands, smoke comes off of the wheels. That's how fast it lands. Yeah. It, which is the thing that happens. Right. And then it's gonna pull over. And when it pulls over, all these specialized little vehicles are gonna come out and connect to it. And there's all these weird like attachment points. And then. A fucking a huge moving a, a tube, walkway. A tube, tube is gonna reach out to, to it. it and latch onto the side. Yeah, that's what actually happens. Right, when we, it's fucking crazy. Except in a movie, it would be uh, all automated. It'd be all like, automated and clean. In real life, it's, it's like so su- super janky, and like there's somebody there. Yeah, like a flight attendant that is there, like latching things by it, hand. Though. I love it because yeah. I think it's. I really think all of that little shit is so cool. I'm like. 
Because where else in our day-to-day lives do we get to in, like interact? When else do I get to touch the outside of something that's like a hundred million dollars, or like, mm. or like interact with it in that way? And I like that it's all kind of human and janky. Yeah, because it reminds me like we did this. Like, <laughs> like it's yeah. very visceral. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we we as a people make things that can move me so fast that if you stripped it away, my skin would get ripped off. <laughs> And, right. and while I'm doing that, I'm watching TV I don't love. And it, <laughs> like, if you open a window, you would suffocate and yeah, freeze to I'd death. Fucking freeze to death. <laughs> like watch watch one Everest movie, and then remember that you're flying up there or higher on almost every flight you take. Oh sure. <laughs> and like those dudes are like, I can't believe I'm fucking living here. Oh, oh we're all about to die, and we're like. I'm snacking. I'm drinking a drink, and I'm like pissed they didn't give me the can. <laughs> right. It's great. I, uh, it's so cool. You watched your third movie. Yeah. Um, cool. I'm glad you're. I, I mean, <laughs> some people hate air travel. I don't hate it or or love it, but um, it it is an interesting. Uh, also, just being there an hour early and just sitting and looking out of uh, giant windows at these things coming and yeah. going is pretty it, fun. Appreciate. I mean, I've, uh, I think when, when, during this drunken night, I was telling you I'd recently, last year I got to fly an A380, which was like a real bucket list plane for me, which is the double decker Airbus. The whole thing's a double, a double Wait, decker. You got to fly. I got to fly on one. On one. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I thought you yeah. said you got to fly. Yeah. An yeah, A380. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I walked in. I said, "My dad works for FedEx." Can I sit down? The pilot's said, like, "Sure, well, you could teach me a thing or two. Why don't you take over?" Um, but uh, okay. But flying Airbus, Airbus three eighty, Airbus A three eighty, and it's yeah, Airbus three eighty. It's um, the uh, the sheer size of it. It's like, I mean, it's really a it's a fucking building. It's a large building that fl- you can put like six hundred people on them. Really? Yeah. Wow. I was sitting on it, and uh, I was on the lower lower floor, and I have, like I said, claustrophobia issues. The weird thing about this plane is it's so big, and because it's two floors, when you're on the f- bottom floor, at the top of, like, if you're at the window, the, 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 the fuselage is not coming back in. It's still going up and out a little bit. Mm. So it yeah. feels like you could, like, w- if I was standing at the window seat, I could stand up, and I'm 6'2", without hitting anything. It's mm. unreal how big it is. Wow. And it's just like this enormous. Oh, it's so I've cool. never been on a double decker plane. This is when it's got two floors all the way back. All the way back. Because the 747 has like maybe a third, the front third has two floors. Right, right. And this one, no, it's it's just an enormous beast. They're not even making them anywhere, I don't think. I think they've stopped production on them. They were horribly mm. underused. There's 240 uh, in use yeah. right now. Uh, cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Where did, where did you fly? Like, this was uh, New York to Milan. Oh, okay. I was in Milan for, uh, I had to take a guitar there for work. So um, it was real cool, dude. Actually, the one they show in that picture, that Emirates one is the one I was on. Like, Or that, that I was flying an Emirates A380, that, that style. <laughs> that, that's um, you. You can see it. It was me. <laughs> um, but also, like, the, we don't appreciate that. Oh, how do we keep these things up? Uh, air flowing over two things, that a thing that has two different sides. Yeah. That's it. That's the trick. That's amazing <laughs> to me. It's I, unbelievable. I love studying that, uh, uh, just the airflow over a wing. Yeah. Um, and, and the idea that air pressure is so... Because part of it is we forget that we live in a fluid. Mm-hmm. Air is a fluid just like water. Mm-hmm. And, and just like uh, a fish living down in the ocean, we can't live if we go outside of our fluid yeah 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 um and and what it in and air is a, a 
a fluid just like water, and it's thinner than water, obviously, but just like, you know, a submarine has wings, yeah. a plane flies through air mm-hmm. like a submarine flies through water, yep. and it it works by having more uh, uh, pressure below it, yeah. pushing up and pressure and less pressure and above, less pressure right? above it. Um, but the, like I was, just the idea. Because that's what that's what it is. It's that right, it's a teardrop shape on the top. So it's basically l- like if you're entering the thing, it takes it longer to go over the top than it go over the It takes the bottom. air longer to go over the top, yeah. and that and therefore it goes faster on top, and yeah. it gets mm-hmm. uh, lower pressure. And um, then and then it yeah, and then just that, and you can pull a fucking hundred ton thing yeah uh, off the off it the ground. Lift it up yeah, it's insane. just with that airflow. Um, so I always cool. think about like it's uh uh laminar flow which is something i mentioned earlier um like when you when you're pouring out of a pitcher into a glass there's you can see there's two types of if if you if you if you pour too fast you get a uh uh, goes everywhere you get a dish what do you call it a turbulent flow and it 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 chugs out and it, it goes back and forth but if you if you pour it just right, you can get that laminar flow, perfect. which which is that it's all in line and it's all going together, yep. and it flows mm-hmm. in and and waters come mm-hmm. and air air comes in the top and yep. water comes out the bottom, and that's the flow that happens on airplanes. Or you know, yeah, uh, that's what you want. Um, that's so cool. That is the same process when you're pouring water into a glass mm-hmm. that airplanes use to get off the ground, basically. That's so cool. Uh, there might be. Some turbulent air underneath because turbulent air has higher pressure, but on top you want a smooth mm-hmm. laminar flow and it has very low pressure and then it just lifts whatever's underneath it. Which is it's the coolest trick, man. Yeah. I love it. Love it. I think it's so cool. And we can talk um, rocket stuff too. I got some NASA connections. Okay. Yeah. Well, all I really wanted to talk about uh for in spacecraft was uh the EM drive, the M drive. The Albuary drive, is that the other name for it? What it's is got it? a weird name. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm into what, this thing. We're not a, sure it actually works. It, it's uh, this microwave radiation mm-hmm. it's through a funnel idea. Like a yeah, it's like a cone, and you and uh, it shoots. Uh, um, it bounces microwave microwaves back and forth, yeah. and the developers claim that there's very minimal the, thrust. It produce, produces a little bit of thrust but if it was out in the if it, does it any, doesn't need any fuel so if it was out in this space solar panels uh, power it and then it's, it's like going. free power forever we don't know if it works there was a test i saw all these breathless articles in night in um, summer of 2019 mm-hmm. saying they're going to do a test in in august and then i found one only one article after that oh, no. so they so did the test work. they said um they thought they found some thrust, but they hadn't even turned the fucking thing on yet. So the thrust they thought they found was obviously an external force. They think it may have been the uh, uh, magnetic, yeah. uh, uh, the Earth's magnetic pull giving it a little bit of thrust. So anyway, the the test was inconclusive. There's not been a successful test God of the, the M drive yet, but um, I want this thing to work so bad. I want it to work uh, too. Uh, the theory I read about it was that it wasn't. That it wasn't actually not producing because the okay so yeah the reason why is because you need to go forward you need to push something out the back right um, that's general like, th- yeah. thought uh, not necessarily the, true but, but yeah. that this would break it by not the by idea not is uh, has been uh, uh, explained to me 
as like if you were inside a car and you pushed, pushed on the your car to dashboard, it wouldn't move. It. It, it wouldn't move. But then what I the thing I read was that they were like it's not actually not pushing against anything, but that it was pushing against essentially quantum atoms that were popping in. So they would pop in for a brief moment, receive that thrust, and cease to exist. Yeah. And that that was what that's what they were theorizing. Like maybe that's where its it actual thrust might is be coming from. Virtual particles yeah. that that pop out of space in pairs and disappear very quickly. That's Which pushing. On the other cool. hand, if you were in your car, floating in space and not touching the car, and you pushed on it, it would move. Yeah. So it's possible. Well, it would move if you had something to. If you were, if you were. Floating in space, and st- and if you were floating it would in space, move, but you would move the exact amount opposite, you would and then you would back, hit the car still, and then you would. Jesus yeah. fuck! What a nightmare! If if you were in, floating in space and rigidly uh, uh, fixed something else fixed in space, and you push the car, it would move. But of course, yeah, if you weren't fixed in space, you would move back. So the idea is there's some there might be some quantum. Uh, uh, little effect oh, yeah. that they're getting. If they we if they crack yet. this, I'm excited because I'm like, oh, if you crack that, it's like energy in space is around. Like there's mm-hmm. energy out there. So if you figure out a way where I don't need a propellant, that's that's really talking about something. Like, yeah, that's, you could really propellant is really because like if if it was just like oh we just need energy, then all of a sudden you can start like and even if it's almost no thrust over the course of two years. That no thrust can really become something. Yeah, and then even just the pressure of uh, you know light with a light sail, mm-hmm. uh, you know they become useless at a certain place, right? Like out a certain amount, it has to become less useful, right? Less useful, but they think that 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 just from photon pressure, you could get up to uh, a healthy uh, percentage of uh, light see. speed. And then, um, how do you get back? That's my other question. You need another star to push you back, another sun. So it's one-way trips, kind of. It's a one-way trip. Also, the thing is, there's no way to stop. You would need some other mechanism to stop yourself when you got there. So you'd have to pack a bunch of propellant and then not use it until you were getting until you got there. Until you got there. What a fucking nightmare. You would need some brakes. We're never going to do this shit. I, I'm not convinced. I want to believe that we're going to like go colonize the stars. We'll maybe get pe- we'll get a man on Mars in my life. Hopefully, I think I think Elon Musk will will us. I think there. we, w- but yeah, I think I, we'll see boots on Mars. But I'm not convinced we're going to go much further unless. And this has always been my theory. And I have a I have okay. This is wild. This is a okay. wild theory. It's on left field. I personally believe, based on the prevalence of life on Earth, I don't think we're rare. I don't think uh, you have kind of two options, right? Either we're fucking, there's nothing, right. or it's everywhere. Or it's everywhere, right, exactly. I think it's everywhere. There's not going to be just two yeah. planets in yeah. the universe. So I'm of the belief where, like, and even even if it's everywhere, it might people might be, well, oh, it started here and a meteor hit us and then eject. I don't fucking care. <laughs> did it happen somewhere else, too? That's yeah. all that matters. Most likely if, it did. Because who's to say that we're not the result of, like, uh, some comet that hit fucking... Five billion years ago, or longer than that. Yeah, right? it's a very but, common um, theory yeah. that we might have uh, life might have started on Mars and got yeah. ejected by a panspermia. Is that the pan, yeah. yeah? Is that right? Panspermia yeah. is uh, the idea that a, a little bit of uh, uh, a little bit of living um, or you organic know, molecules or organic whatever. molecules can can jump from planet to planet. Yeah, but 
I my theory is that we will find mul- uh, if we if we want to because if we want to we already could have like if we were really willing to invest the money we want like if you invest half the amount of money you put in our defense department into NASA we would fucking be like oh yeah there's already a bunch of life yeah uh, I mean the only reason we went to Mars was to shove it in Russia's face yes yeah. and uh, I mean uh, the moon and uh, so yeah we the the when, when there's a um, a military application for going to Mars, we'll we'll do we'll it be there. immediately. Uh, so, but my theory is once we get there, and it might not even be. I, uh, my guess is it'll that'll be the closest. Although Venus is a totally ar- good argument, but uh, the surviving there is really a nightmare. Yeah, uh, we could visit Venus in, in and live above it in a space station, yeah. but couldn't go down to the yeah. planet. Uh, have you ever seen the one picture ever taken off the surface of Venus? Yes. It's very cool and very like... It's ugh. creepy. It's like creepy, gre- it's like, like green, green and yeah. hazy. Yeah. Uh, uh, but my theory is we'll find something pretty fast once we get out there and be like, well, this yeah. is it. Like, like that's... Because I'm like... I My guess would be... And then the thing is, if you find life on another planet in our solar system, then it's fucking everywhere. It's right. everywhere. Exactly. Because if there's like, oh, there's two hit rates in this tiny set, then it's, oh... Which is exciting and should be, and I would like to believe would excite people to the point where they'd want to do something about it. Who knows? But And um, we might get the answer to the question, was there li- life on Mars? Um, this is relevant to what we're talking about. They're sending a helicopter Jesus to Christ. Mars right now. It's on its way. JPL and NASA um, are sending a helicopter there, and th- the... It's a drone to to scout around, but the the really exciting thing, um, the same the same uh, lander that's going to have the helicopter mm-hmm. is going to have a little rocket. Do you know about this? No. For right right now, no, nothing from Mars has ever come back to Earth yeah. that we know of, it, it, except maybe in a. You know, yeah, except for information. Except maybe the panspermia. Yeah, uh, yeah. They might Mars might have spermed on us. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Like thousands of years ago, or, or millions. But we've never brought anything back from Mars. Everything we've sent there is still yeah. there. Um, so they're they're sending a helicopter and a little rocket. And what the the the, the drone is going to do, or the, well, the um, the lander is going to do, mm-hmm. is dig down into the ground a few feet. Pull some shit up. Pull some shit up. Pack it in this rocket. <sighs> the rocket is going wild. to shoot off, and it's not strong enough to come back to Earth. It's just strong enough to go up into the Martian uh, atmosphere yeah. and become a satellite. And then we're going to send another another to rocket to go collect the satellite, which will now be orbiting Mars, and that one will shoot it back to Earth. Um, what a fucking goddamn! <laughs> so. In about 2025 or 27, we're going to have our first Samples sample from Mars. Come That's back cool. from Mars. Um, That's actually not that. That I thought you were going to say much further along from now. No, That's I mean this is already like in the works. It's already starting to happen. I, I went to visit JPL last year. It's it was cool, really fun. right? The open house. Did it's, you go? I didn't go. To, you I, I haven't gone to open house. I went to. You can book tours. Mm-hmm. So I went to a booked tour. Maybe I'm trying to think. Me and my girlfriend broke up right before, so two years ago. <laughs> we went. It was like the last thing we did before we broke up. Oh yeah, um, yeah. We should go uh, this year. It's usually in the spring. Yeah, 
Uh, Just check it well, out. Now they do open houses like you have to get tickets and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. It's like because but we went so we just went on the normal tour. And there's also some people in comedy who work there, uh, who I want to talk yeah, yeah. to. Uh, but um, I, I I interviewed uh, uh, climate scientist Josh Willis. Do you know him? No. Um, he's also a a comedy guy. Um, we talked in January yeah. about the climate. Um, he works there, but anyway, yeah, there, uh, there's a few people I know there. You know, we did the the normal tour. I think that place is it's so fast because I so I grew up. Uh, my grandparents lived in Nassau Bay, and my grandpa worked for NASA both in Florida and in Houston. Um, through, I think he started in Mercury and left during shuttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was like a head of flight safety for a period of time. Like, like as we would always be like, yeah, uh, in Apollo 13, I- I'm one of those guys. Like the dudes in the room mm-hmm. watching Mission Control, I'm one of those is me. Uh, so I grew up around all that stuff, and then I finally. What were you saying? Oh, your grandfather was one of the yeah. the people yeah, yeah, yeah. portrayed. Um, and then I went to JPL, and I was like, it's very weird that JPL has a totally different vibe than any other NASA thing I've been in. Because it's not technically NASA, like mm. so. J because JPL is like owned by Cal. Um, what is it? The Cal Institute of Technology. Is it? Yeah, yeah. it's like it's it's, it's like so privately it's owned. Yeah, it's funded by NASA, but it is not NASA. Right. And it's very weird. Like they have this weird because it was started by I think Cal uh, Cal started by Satanists and yeah 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 in the, by uh, wild dudes the nineteen uh, sixties. But it's so cool. Every time I I so I've been there once and I kept thinking like I have to find a job here because I was like this place is so fucking cool. I've like, tried. I kind of gave up trying. They but, have uh, like three media I would jobs love to work there. and then they have like I was like I'd fucking lead a tour. <laughs> I could lead a tour through here. I'd be great. Oh, I wonder. Uh, yeah, how do you get a tour guide right? job there? I could do that. Um, but no, they do cool shit there. Uh, I mean, it's not as cool as sending people, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, they get to do they get to do the stuff that is cooler right now. But at the end of the day, I think the idea of sending people up there is like unbelievable. You know? Yeah. So um, so like um, in in summary, like like most science, in a few years it might get really cool. I think it's really cool. I'd still say it's really cool now, man. What? I think I think we are you in mean a, aerospace in general. I think aerospace. Mm-hmm. I think specifically. I mean, I think this sucks, but the the truth is, is like. The work that's being done in the private sector with aerospace right now is really fucking aw- like, like if you if you showed me the a video of a SpaceX landing twenty years ago, I'd be like, that will never happen. Oh, yeah. And if you think about the fact that that's like become root where those we landings are not on barges in the middle of the ocean just are the fact badass. That they are landing. They're taking a fucking rocket, launching it, then landing it up, right way up, yep. is in, with no parachutes, <laughs> pointed straight up. It's fucking just like crazy. like those little Atari yeah. games where you would. It's Marvin would, the Martian landing you would on have the to fucking land. Moon. Yeah, it's um, insane. That's and pretty I, cool. I, I mean, I really think like they are, and that's and they're not the only person. Like uh, Blue Origin, I believe, is doing really cool stuff. Which mm-hmm. is, I think, is that Bezos is one. I think it is. Uh, but they're doing cool stuff uh, down in Texas. I think because SpaceX tests in Texas too. Yeah. Uh, and then you, and then that's not even counting the fact that like yeah, Blue Origin I is Jeff Bezos. Think this year we're gonna see private, private like tourist flights to space, very soon. Which is like crazy. Um, which have you seen the footage of the carrier airplane for that thing flying in the Mojave Desert? 
Uh, SpaceX's? No, um, Virgin. Virgin ones. Galactic. Virgin Galactic's uh, air. I think it's their aircraft too. It's like it's, it's a split fuselage and it's supposed to hold the spaceship in the middle, and it's I think the biggest plane to ever fly. Mm-hmm. It is frighteningly large, like like multiple football fields. Uh, yeah, it's so oh, it's this that, thing? If you scroll down. Yeah. Uh, but that's the small version. Okay. I think that's the small version, or maybe no, that's the big. Because look, it, it's the whole. It's pretty big because the yeah. car is like uh, nothing compared is, to it. It's tiny compared to this thing. And then they're also, and then Virgin Galactics. I think they're like they're going out of near Truth and Consequences, New Mexico, which is like that's the area of the world I'm from. So it's really that's cool to name? see like that's yeah, a, a city? they sold their name to the show Truth or Consequences is why <laughs> they're named that. It's because the Truth or Consequences gave them a bunch of money. So they can have a, a city named after them, like a small cons- town. Okay, wow, that's but, uh, crazy. I never knew that. But there's all these weird spaceports out in essentially like uh, West Texas, the Panhand- Texas Panhandle, and into New Mexico, where there's just big open sky and prairies. Uh, but it's becoming this weird now hub. They're hoping, yeah, of space tourism. The so desert, I, the desert's uh, yeah. a, a a haven for um, weird for flying weird things. Yeah, and I'm excited. No, I'm really excited. Like. It sucks that we're not getting like uh, I'm still longing for those days of like the airliners that uh have you ever seen like the commercial aircraft that like the perfect version is where the whole thing is the airfoil so it's like oh right like a wide triangle it's like a flying wing and I'm the- like why can't we do that <laughs> like like we're all trying to make everything cheap I'm like if you just do that everything becomes cheap because it's you can fit like ten times the amount of people yeah on the although flying wings are not super stable, stable? they but they need like a very complicated AI mm-hmm. to to fly them or um, fly by wire if we, can, if we can fly them if we can fly a fucking Uber we can fly a flying wing yeah <laughs> I, I could get on a Delta plane that does not feel like I'm a can like a little sardine like I I worked. On, um, I, I worked for McDonnell Douglas uh, cool. a, as an intern when I was in college, and um, I, I learned that these planes, the, the planes that the Air Force has now, the jets are, uh, they call it fly-by-wire, but yeah. that basically means that they're so complicated a human would never we'll crash it right into the fucking be able here. to yeah. fly in a second, except that they have all of these neural network systems all over yeah. them that... Uh, that determine when you move the the stick to the the right, the everything every surface moves in a, a sort little of bit. random and not random but un, uh, an unpredictable way, uh, in order to get that thing to move to the right. Um, it's frightening. So it's it's really complicated stuff. So when we start getting better AI and better algorithms, um, hopefully we'll see some more interesting. We'll see more interesting flying happening. Because if you think about it, planes look this have looked the same. Forever. For a long time. Like for, I mean, like Ever really since for da, like for da like Da Vinci grew yeah. that first, uh, yeah. <laughs> drew that first. Yeah, because we all, everyone screw, gets a corkscrew. Yeah. The corkscrew into <laughs> yeah. the sky. That's how you're, it it's just like opening wine. Since <laughs> but into the space. <laughs> um, we've talked, uh, this is just a lot of fun stuff. Um, <laughs> but uh, are there any f- finishing, uh, concluding thoughts, uh, uh, wisdom? Um, I think people should. If you're near a NASA facility, they probably do a tour, and you should go on it. Mm-hmm. You should go see, like, I think uh, there's a lot of, I've encountered in recent, in the past year, I encountered someone who didn't believe we went to the moon, and I got fucking mad. <laughs> like, real, real mad. Yeah. Um, and I really think it's very important for us to, because I, I, these concepts are so insane, 
and it feels like it's so removed from us. But I think when you start putting human faces and stories to what these things are, you start realizing like it's just people doing work. Yeah, it's just people who sat down and said we're going to do this and let's do it. And I and find that super inspiring. Yeah, and we have you. You pay taxes. You own that. Also, like the technology it took to get to the moon was less than it would have taken to fake getting to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> People don't understand that. Like, uh, it, it, it's just ignorance because you look up and you go, oh, that must be impossible getting there. But it's actually... You just put something on a, top, a lot of propellant and then you shoot them at the right put, time with the right... We have rockets it. that can get there. We, uh, it also we definitely went to the moon and we should go back and... Yeah. and, and it, Encouraging people to get excited yeah. about aircraft and spacecraft a, is is one way that we're going to get there. Well, everyone, I, I, I the, this person was like, well, it's just like we just did it. I'm like, we didn't just fucking do it. a bunch of people fucking died. Like, oh, like yeah. a lot of people died. One of like the four times we went, it didn't work, and those guys almost died. Several, like, like it's not. Several it wasn't people easy. burned to death yeah. on the launch pad. Um, a few more almost uh, uh, died on the other side Let's of say, the moon. Um, um, okay, well, let's wrap it up then. This has been a fun this talk. This so fun, man. Uh, this is all I ever want to talk about. Winston Carter, where can people find you online? Um, you can check out a band I'm in called Drac and the Swamp Rats. You can uh, come see my show the first Thursday of the month at the Pack Theater at 9 p.m. I'm in a show called Winston Carter's Murder Follies. We do true crime-based improv. And you can follow me at Winstonius at Instagram and uh, or on Twitter, and I'm I do do stuff there. What's that, Winstonius? Yeah, Winston I O U S. Okay. Yeah. Um, you can find me at Dave Chacho and all the things and the, the podcast uh, scienceafpod dot com or scienceafpod on Twitter. And um, please subscribe, please rate, email uh, Dave at scienceafpod.com if you have anything you'd like to chat about. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. That's it. Mm. I think that yeah. I think we've done it. Woo. I think we've figured it out. And I'm going to play the final theme song. Thanks. Goodbye. Science AM. Science AM. Science AM. Science AM. Science as fuck. Science is so fun, man. <laughs>